Hello, podcaster. It's Charlie here with the business of podcasting. And in today's episode, I am joined by Will Wang of Marketing from the Trenches. Now, Will is actually a client of Valamedia. He's someone I've been working with closely to help start and grow his podcast. And he's about three months into his podcasting journey, and he's had some really great success very early on. Now, Will is an incredibly savvy marketer. And the reason I've brought him on the podcast is he's actually done some unique and different things when it's come to growing his podcast. And I think that there's some very, very valuable lessons other podcasters can get from this and maybe some unique strategies to help you promote, grow and monetize your own show. So to give you a sneak peek on what you can expect from this episode, one, we're going to talk about paid ads and how Will's using Facebook ads to promote his video podcast and getting some crazy, crazy results. Number two, we're going to talk about how Will's getting people that have watched his content or listened to his podcast and he's transitioning them into subscribers or he's transitioning them into other things he's doing, which I think is such a powerful strategy, which you'll get to hear more about in this episode. And then number three, you'll get to really have a look at some different locations Will is posting his podcast. Now, I'm going to give you a hint. One of the things Will's playing with at the moment is Cora, which is something I haven't used a lot at all. Personally, I'll go from here, but this is something Will's very interested in because he understands the platform well and can see some huge opportunities for podcasting here. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. Please make sure to subscribe so you can get future episodes from me. And if you do want some help with your show, whether it's production or editing, or maybe a bit of strategy on how to grow, please head over to valamedia.com and you can get more info there. Welcome to the show, Will Wang. How are you doing, Will? Good, Charlie. Thanks for having me on. No, big thank you for being here. You're someone that I've wanted to have a guest on this podcast for a while because it's just been awesome to watch. You've been someone that I like to use the term like a duck to water. So you're newer in the podcasting game, but it's absolutely suiting you. And I think that it's starting to produce some great results for you. And I think a lot of people will be fascinated by how you've been able to get some early traction and do things in a brand new show in, well, essentially 2019. So I'll do a lead off question for here. Now, Will's podcast, just for some reference for anyone that hasn't heard of Will before. So Will's podcast is marketing from the trenches and he does like in-depth and great quality interviews with what's working now in marketing, which I think is fascinating. So Will, what drew you to podcasting? Why did you start a podcast? Um, I think as one of my team members looks around, let's <laughs> look at what's going on. I think um, podcasting for me, it was kind of like I've had so much exposure to it from other sources. Like, you know, a mutual friend, James, I've been on his podcast a couple of times. And um, every time I've been on there, like it's just been crazy in terms of the impact it's had on our business. And like, I put a lot of content out there and, you know, I try and get as much value out into the world as possible. But there's only so much time you've got to write a proper blog post or, you know, to do some kind of video content. So for me, it was like, um, it's something that we've always wanted to do because I just wanted to share more content with everyone in the market or who's looking at marketing. Um, and it just made a lot of sense. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I had much of a similar experience um, and, you know, shout out to James Shramko, absolute weapon. But when I was on his podcast and that episode came out, I got 
flooded with friend requests, email opt-ins. Like there was this really enhanced effect that just showed me kind of the power of this industry. And it's it's absolutely crazy like how influenced people can be by a podcast because they've spent so much time with you watching or listening in the example from here. So how did you come up with your show concept? Uh, so the concept was, I mean, quite simple. Like the, the goal, I guess what we did, and obviously had you to guide us as well, um, which made the biggest difference was understanding what the end result is. So for us, the end result of, of, the, of our podcast is I want to be getting leads back for our agency from the content that we put out. Um, obviously, the podcast is great for, for authority building. It helps me you know, help those people who might not necessarily want to be our client, but it still allows me to have a platform to give them information, give them value. Um, so that was kind of, you know, why we decided to do it just because we can have a bigger impact. And at the same time, for a certain segment of those people who are listening, um, you know, if they want further help, that can be a great way to draw them into the business and into what we do as well. Yeah. So it's very much a, a podcast as a growth engine for your business. You're doing it because you want to take people from that listenership over and have them become clients. Now, now this one I'm really fascinated about, Will, because I've known you for a little bit now and I've seen like even in the background of this video for anyone I'm watching, he's got some team out there that are absolute weapons. Like These guys are marketing weapons in the background there. But you've got some skilled people on your team and you really could have put this podcast together yourself if you wanted to apply the resources to it, I believe. Like you could have done this yourself. So why did you elect to work with a company like mine, Vela Media? You know, you say that, but we, we really couldn't. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, it's not me saying that just because we're doing work together, but we, it literally had been on our task list to do for months. Like it was, it's been on our Asana. It pops up every single Monday when we do team planning. Every time we do team wrap up, it's one of those things that we always put into our low points. Like, hey, we missed another week where we could have done some podcast stuff. So it's literally been on our plate for at least six months, like a good six months. And the problem is like the team that we've got now, they're, they're amazing, but Ultimately, we're here to serve our clients and to get results for our clients. So for us to take time away from that is always more difficult. And it's another skill set that we've got to learn. I mean, yes, we can pay people outside to come in and train us, but really we're good at what we're doing. And I'd rather have us focusing on our strengths rather than try and segment it off and just start from scratch again. It just made more sense economically. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually why I developed the service. So it's great to hear that feedback is that, you know, you've got your team doing great things. Um, a podcast can be a distraction and almost something that's just going to occupy too much of their time. Now, I want to lean over here because like after we released your episode one, so we worked together to launch your podcast and your first podcast came out. I think within a few hours, it was definitely the same day, I got a message for you right away that you pretty much landed a client from the release of your first podcast, which is unusual. But how did you find that? And how did that kind of develop from your side of things? It was just so crazy because uh, it's not like this is someone who's come come in, you know, never heard of us or anything like that. So I've actually dug into it and found the real story behind it, which I'll, which I'll share with you. But I think you'll really, really like this. So the client came on board. He had um, seen me, I think it might've been on James's podcast or heard me on James's podcast. Left it alone for months and months. Um, added me to Facebook as a friend. Once you know, when he listened to James' podcast, jumped into my email list and just never did anything with it. So you know, I've sent a whole bunch of emails, nurturing all that kind of stuff. He just didn't take any action. The first email I sent to my list saying, "Hey, I've got this new podcast out. Go and check it out." And then putting it onto my Facebook page. And you know, as soon as that happened, he got onto my podcast. I was like, "Okay, now I'm ready." So it was just like this crazy thing where 
because it was my podcast and because I, it was a vehicle for me to talk to him about what he's doing again, it was just became so powerful. And like literally a few hours after it got released, booked onto a phone call uh, from the phone call straight on. And now we're, we're doing some pretty good, cool work together with him. It's a fantastic. That's what I love to hear. Cause that's uh, essentially like, this has been a great start, but you're getting ROI on your podcast from day one or release of one, I should say, which is just awesome from there. Now, something I wanted to dig into a little bit more is like, you've got a phenomenal marketing brain and some of the things I've seen from you or things I stalk on your social, I should admit, <laughs> have been you know pretty awesome. But I wanted to dig into how you're promoting your podcast because I've seen some of the screenshots of the results you're getting. And I think there's some really good value here for people that have podcasts. Yeah, it's just blown me away. Like, because I mean, ultimately, when you think about it, right? Normally, when I look at Facebook, I'm like, well, it's a very transitional thing. It's a very, you know, people are browsing on it when they're on the train or on the bus or in transit or just not where they're paying attention to it. So I thought, look, I'm going to put this video out there on, on this video podcast onto Facebook and let's just see what happens. And the results have just been phenomenal. Like, I'm paying 50 cents for someone to go through and watch a full length 25 minute video, um, you know, from end to end. And that that's just, nuts. It's, yeah, it like, I mean, it, it's just so crazy. Like those kind of results I haven't seen in years and years since like Facebook was, was in its infancy, right? You can just go out and pay for any kind of traffic and convert. Like this is just some amazing stuff. Like, I'm, I'm super happy about the numbers. It's, it's kind of interesting. I've had this conversation and like when you hear that, that's 50 cents to get someone to consume a 30 minutes of content. We'll round it to 30 minutes. But in, in my mind, that's actually more valuable than getting someone on your email list these days because people can kind of opt in for stuff, but we get no real engagement in that metric. Like someone spent 30 minutes from you hearing your point of view um, from there, which is crazy. So I love that strategy there. So using Facebook ads to really boost up the podcast or run things from there and then kind of getting people to consume that video content. Yeah. And, and actually, Charlie, I'll, I'll, I'll go one deeper if that's cool with you. Absolutely. Go deeper, man. Share all. Awesome. Spill the beans. Awesome. So um, I'm just when I look across my screen, I'm getting the stats from it. But I've spent about not even that much, honestly, about what three hundred dollars to to get you know like thirty thousand views or something crazy like that. Well, twenty something thousand views onto onto the video, right? So far, there's been like hundreds and hundreds of people who have actually watched the entire video, and from that as well, I've been building a retargeting audience, which is if someone watches my video, I'll go back to them, or a certain length of video, I'll go back to them with another offer. So of all the people who've seen what we're doing, I've actually now got uh, an audience size of about two and a half thousand people who have watched more than you know, 20 seconds of this video, which means they're actually qualified or they've got some interest in what I'm saying. So I'm going back to them with another offer saying, hey, now that you've watched the podcast, here's a resource guide. Why don't you go and download this? So like it, the exponential um, results you get from doing something like this is just, it's amazing. Like these are, these results are blowing a lot of the other stuff out of the water in terms of the returns that we're going to be expecting to get once we really do go, do go a little bit deeper into this. I want to recap on that because um, you just dropped an absolute gold nugget and I want to make sure that anyone listening or watching this episode can understand it. So you're posting your video on Facebook. Okay, so full video podcast episode of 30 minutes, we're putting that into Facebook and then we're boosting or running some ads behind that to get people to watch it. But on the back of that, with the ability we have from Facebook, we're actually able to retarget people who have watched that content and take them to other things. So we're paying 50 cents to get someone on this list who's watched the podcast and then you've got the ability to kind of apply a retargeting or remarketing strategy to take them to resources or guides or view testimonials from there. 
Yeah, exactly right. And just to give you, I mean, it's very early days, so I don't want to, you know, jinx it or upset the face of God <laughs> or whatever it is. But uh, you know, in terms of getting someone onto our email list, going through this way, we'll probably be paying probably a little bit over a dollar to get someone onto our email list. Whereas if we went straight into cold traffic and said, hey, you don't know who I am, download this thing and give me your details, we're probably at around 4 or $5 doing it that way. So it can be much more effective because you know, you've warmed the audience up before you ask for anything in return. It's interesting because I think there's a layer to this. Like someone who gets on your email list after watching, let's say, 30 minutes of content, like that's a way better person to bring on your email list, like their responsiveness and engagement. Like I'm not even sure that matches even if it was the same price. I'd, I'd still rather have people that were listening to the podcast from there. Yeah, being cheap is just, just a bonus, right? A very favorable bonus. I'd be happy with that. Exactly. So going deeper into this, like long-term, are you planning to take the podcast and use this strategy, but maybe take it to webinars or other offers or things you've got coming up? Is this going to become like your evergreen list to run things to? So, you know, I'm taking an experimental view on this still because I think, look, I'm, I'm all in on podcasting. Like the results I've seen so far, you know, it, it's the same results day in, day out. My ad costs haven't gone up or in terms of, you know, uh, how much we're paying for someone to listen to a full episode, it hasn't gone up. It's been a couple of weeks, which is crazy because in this day and age, it's super competitive to run ads. And generally the ads, you know, the costs will start creeping up um, over time if people get sick of seeing your content. Um, it's, it hasn't happened yet. So what we're probably going to do is we're going to test different different podcast episodes because one of the good things that we can do is use uh, the, the angles or the topics of the podcast and see what people really respond to. Because if there's a certain episode where people, you know, they only, I can pay 10 cents for someone to view the same length of content. That means people are really resonating with what we're saying in that episode. So it's a really good way of testing and messaging before we even do webinars, before we even do offers or anything like that. It's a great way to test what angles work in what markets. I love that strategy. So over time, you know, you're probably going to roll out an episode a week, let's say, and then you'll be able to judge which podcast episodes are performing the best behind cold traffic and then develop products or webinars or services that match what people are already into from there. So, I mean, it's kind of like what, what people used to do in the old days in Google of like keyword testing before they made stuff. It's like we're getting buyer intent way earlier on in the funnel. So I love that idea. That's something I'll probably look to do with this show now. <laughs> I'll add that into <laughs> our list. <laughs> nice. Okay, so we've got some strategies there, particularly on Facebook. Have you put any thought or have anything around other platforms like maybe YouTube or Google ads or anything like that? Yeah, so so YouTube is the next big one for us. Um, I know that YouTube advertising is still, for me, probably uh, an untapped gold mine. Like there's a lot of people on Facebook advertising now. Google's been around for ages. You know, so people are really, really good at Google stuff. Um, the way I'm looking at it, because it's a content play, I'm not, sure that it's a it's got a good place on google because google's more for you know, intent marketing or people searching for a solution so um for me youtube is the next most obvious location for for this kind of stuff and um in the next few weeks we're about to launch a, a few experiments on on youtube uh, we've got an experiment launching on linkedin as well because a lot of what we do is b2b stuff so linkedin is going to be i think a really good platform for us um we worked on a client campaign where we did some linkedin ads and for you know two thousand dollars in ad spend we got a massive amount of, of traction going through that so um i have a feeling that this type of content placed onto linkedin as well it's going to work really really well it's an interesting one linkedin's really kind of crept up 
from my perspective, like this year has been the year, so it's 2019 at recording this, but I've been seeing a lot of video content on there. I haven't particularly used it myself, but your reasoning makes sense if you're in that B2B space, like that could be a fantastic place to put your show. So, and maybe if you had like a fitness podcast or a health podcast, it'd be more appropriate to lean into YouTube or something like that, because that's where, you know, the people are, that's where the audiences are. And I'll actually reference this. We had a guest on, I recorded this episode earlier in the week and they've started really digging into Reddit, which is something I had not considered at all as a growth platform, but even they have their own ads platform now. And Reddit is like a beast when it comes to traffic. There's a lot of people on there. Yeah, I mean, there's some really interesting platforms. Uh, so, so Reddit's a good one, uh, but only if your product fits what they're doing on there. If it doesn't, I mean, people on Reddit have a lot of pitchforks, right? Um, and they're not saying... <laughs> You want to get yes, yes they friend, do. You we don't have to dance. So, uh, <laughs> so your product's got to be up, up to scratch. You're messaging the value you provide that has to be up to scratch. And um, and although it's a good, you know, there's a lot of traffic. Um, it, you know, the way that you, they do it with subreddits, it gets quite specialized. So you've got to make sure that you're not exhausting the audience. Otherwise, you know, it could turn into giving your roses to throwing pitchforks at you. So just be careful with that one. Um, we we had a client experiment with with some Quora traffic as well. So Quora being the site where you go and ask questions, so that worked quite well. But again, the audience is a little bit more limited than than traditional platforms. The platforms and the algorithms behind it, the delivery of ads isn't quite there yet. Uh, so, so quite similar to LinkedIn, like the LinkedIn ad algorithm, that unfortunately just isn't isn't mature enough at the moment. Um, so you better have the back end or the other processes that you're going to use dialed in before you do a lot of that advertising. Do you know what I'm really loving about this conversation is that there's no single source dependence here. So one of the reasons is that I think it can be incredibly risky in a business to be like all in on Facebook ads and have that as the only place to grow your podcast or the only way to kind of grow the front end of your business. But even in this conversation here, we've already mentioned LinkedIn, Reddit, YouTube, Quora, which I had not considered at all, might be a phenomenal thing down the road. So there's a lot of options to kind of spread wide with podcasting and promotion channels. Yeah, and I think the key to understanding it as well is the way I think about podcasting is it, it, it's a lead magnet. It's a lead magnet. It's a lead magnet that people actually want, right? It's a, um, people don't have the defenses up about podcasting because people generally have a good perception around podcasting. Whereas if you go, hey, can I send you this ebook? If you give me your details, they're like, oh, here we go, back on the spam spam cycle. Yeah, so that's burned. Me- so burned. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's a really easy, really low friction way of getting in front of someone, getting them some value and content, and getting them to opt in for more value by joining your email list. So I think for me, primarily, that's where I I see podcasting sitting in terms of our marketing mix and our email at this point in time still does most of our heavy lifting. I don't think that'll change it for the next you know, five or 10 years. Email is not going to die. You're actually the uh, third person I've spoken to on this podcast that says the same thing is that the podcast is definitely where they're capturing people and leaning them to the conversion, but their email is, or their email list, I should say, is still their main conversion point on the back of the podcast, which just really highlights how important it is to make sure you're getting people to that next step, making active call to actions and promoting thing to get people onto that list. Exactly. So I wanted to kind of dig into something there because you said something fascinating in the last few years, I found that my own behavior has really changed. Uh, and even to the microphone I'm using right now, or even the phone I have, I've been much more influenced by podcasts and hearing reviews on podcasts or items and gears referenced on podcasts, and probably much less on eBooks and 
<laughs> and things that fit in that nature. Has that been the same for you as well? Are you personally buying more things from podcast? Yeah, definitely. So just to give you some context in terms of, uh, you know, the way I consume and, uh, you know, by no means does everyone consume like this. It's just very anecdotal evidence. Um, but I've got Audible and I've got podcast, right? So every morning as I'm driving to work, driving to the office, it takes me about half an hour to 40 minutes, depending on if it's a good day or a bad day. So I, I was on Audible for a while, but I'm a very visual learner. So for me, like, you know, I was listening to, um, to one of the books, uh, what's it called? Uh, Clockwork by Mike Michaelowitz. I've, I've stuffed up his Michaelowitz. name. Michael Michaelowitz. Michaelowitz. Michael Michaelowitz, yep. So Clockwork. And look, it's a brilliant book. I'm really enjoying it. But the thing is, I don't retain much of it um, in, in, in kind of audio book format. So for me, in the half now I've got going to and from work, I'd rather listen to podcasts, be inspired, be motivated, and then sit down and actually read the book in my hand um, and actually process the information that way. So for me, like, I, I just, I'm not a, huge fan of, 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 of audible books or not audible as a brand, but you know, of audio books in general. Um, but I think podcasts are just like the perfect length of time to really sink your teeth into a topic. Um, but also, you know, give someone a high level understanding of a key one or two key points, which I think in terms of retention of information is much better than trying to process a, a 10 hour ebook. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting observation there, depending on who the person is reading the audiobook as well. Because there's no contrast in voice, if someone's a bit monotone, I find with audiobooks I can really zone out. So I much prefer to read, I just find it more engaging. But with podcasts, because the dynamics of back and forth and the question and answer format has people listening intently, I find it works much better when you're doing things on the go. Like I could never listen to an audiobook at the gym but I could definitely do a podcast or even in a commute in that experience as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, and even if with a single person podcast, because because you're faced with time restraints, you tend to you tend to isolate the really good points, like the key points or the golden takeaways. Whereas in a book, you, you know, if you've got 10 hours, you tend to fluff it out a little bit. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more on that one. So, Will, what podcast do you listen to? Um, well, shout out to, to yourself, Charlie. Business of podcasting would be one, obviously. Um, James, James's podcast, which is super fast business, is always great. Like the content on there is amazing. Uh, for a bit of fun, every now and again, I'll listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, um, Tim Ferriss podcast. I'm a huge fan of. And from time and again, depending on who he's interviewing, who he's got on there, uh, Tony Robbins podcast has some really good guests on, on there as well. Some solid choices on that list. It really is from there. So, Will. Where's the best place for people to find more about you and go and listen to your show? Yeah, so the show is called Marketing from the Trenches. Uh, search for us within either, um, iTunes or we're on YouTube as well. We've got your team has helped me set up a YouTube channel for that, which is awesome. Um, and to find us or to learn more about what we do, head to growthlabs.com. This is growth and then labz.com. Uh, and they should find out some more information from, from there as well. And we've got a contact form if you want to get in touch. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Will. I'll make sure to include links to your website and uh, your podcast as well. So for anyone out there in the B2B space or marketing space, I think you'll find Will's content particularly helpful and useful. You can already see he's up to some very clever things with ads and platforms and things like Quora that I'd never considered on this show. So massive thank you for being on this show, um, show today or this episode today, Will. That's it for another episode of the podcast. 